Welcome to the Audit 15 Fluent Podcast. My goal of this podcast is to bring relevant internal audit topics to the table at least every 15 days. Today, I have Nick Redman as my guest. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. We're going to be talking about voice with the voice expert. <laughs> what a lovely intro. Yeah, absolutely. So super pumped to have you on the podcast. Very interesting topic because internal auditors, they present information to a lot of important people in their company, to senior management executives, and it happens with a certain frequency. So you need to have your best voice, your best intonation out there. So <laughs> what can they do to sound more confident, Nick? Well, what I find interesting about this kind of thing is that people always first focus on thinking about how they sound and getting concerned about how they sound rather than thinking about the effect they're trying to have or who they're trying to connect with. So my biggest tip for feeling more confident in your voice, I think probably peculiarly for a voice person <laughs> in simple terms, is don't think about how you sound at all. Focus on the listener, focus on the information you've got to share, focus on why you're there. I think sometimes with uh, internal presentations, a good question to ask yourself is, why do they need you there presenting this information? Why was an email not enough? Why do they need someone in person standing in front of them or on the other side of a screen or on a conference call? Why do they need that human touch? It's because we bring something in terms of connection. So always think about the emotional um, impetus for the, for the communication. And I know sometimes that could be perhaps dull to some people, like it's figures or it's facts or it's end of year or end of quarter or something. But there's always a reason and somebody always cares about that information. So do try and change your focus a little bit and think a bit more about what you're trying to achieve with what you're saying rather than how you sound saying it. Now, that being said, there are loads of other things you can do to physically and literally feel and sound more confident. But what I tend to find is when people stop monitoring themselves, first and foremost, they free up and they loosen up, which is kind of step one to confidence and looking like you're owning the space anyway. Great, great tip. Just be natural, right? Don't, don't think about it. So another question that comes to mind here, and this is applicable to me because English is my second language and many of my listeners, English is their second language. And I've noticed in the past and maybe not so much anymore, but when I first started learning English and I'm a native Portuguese speaker, my voice sounded different between the two languages. So for those who are doing presentations in their non-native language, what tips would you have for them to sound more confident or have a better voice? Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? I think you've got to allow yourself a bit of grace for the fact that it's not your native accent or your native language, no matter how fluent you are, you're working with a different part of your brain. So there's always going to be something that feels non-habitual about it, let's say, rather than not natural, because of course it's natural, it's speaking, but it's not, it's not your physical habits and it's not how your mouth has worked for your entire life. <laughs> So one thing to remember is that tension in the voice will change the uh, pitch that you're perhaps speaking at and also the tonal quality that you have available. So I, I, I hear this in, you know, my dad or people who I'm with who are English, you know, Brits abroad, 
they go abroad and they try and say that one phrase in Spanish that they know or that one French phrase and they go, un beer, uh, por favor. And they go, hi, because it's nerves and it's tension, you know. Um, so tension will make you slightly higher and sometimes reduce the amount of pitch that you have available or the amount of variety in the voice. So it can really help beforehand to do some stretches like uh, body stretches are great, but also tongue stretches, lip stretches, massage the jaw, all that kind of thing. I've got a couple of courses on my we on my website, which are jaw release and tongue release. So stuff that helps you release that nervous tension. So you've still got that variety. The other thing I would say is that remember, all accents and languages do have their own tune, their own melody their own tonal quality. And you have to also allow for that being different. So um, it might be that it, you sound different because the accent requires you to sound different. And in that sense, you've got to embody that and own it with confidence. You know, let's, let's take my accent. I used to teach accents to performers as part of my job. My Northern Irish accent is quite nasal, you know, quite, has a, quite a twang to it. But if I was teaching someone to do sort of standard RP, I would really sort of drop my larynx, make the larynx and the throat much bigger. And I'd sort of cultivate this um, sort of warmer tone. Um, in the same way that like if I was doing Geordie or something, I'd go to the front of my mouth and that would change the sound. You know, so it's all about the fact that all these accents do have their own personalities. So if you want to sound more confident in spoken English in the UK, or spoken English in the US, native standard, then find some speakers who you admire and really study not just the sounds of the, that change, but the tune, the melody, the intonation. How do they stress? How do they use pitch? What is the song in that accent? So you could take a sample, for example, and just loop it over and over and over again, and everything will eventually sound like a tune. So if I was just to say to you, do you want a cup of tea? 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 You can hear that I'm going da 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 And then the answer in Northern Irish might be, aye, that'd be great, thanks. Aye, that'd be great, thanks. Aye, that'd be great, thanks. And you can hear da 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 It's the same thing. da 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 so really hone in on the tune of the accent and not just the sound changes, because actually that's one of the things, the rhythm, the intonation, the prosody, um, to use a fancy term, I suppose, is what helps listeners understand. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with your point there. You have to own it, right? That's what makes us unique as well. So, But you also have to allow yourself the fact that it takes practice. Like, Nobody wakes up. I couldn't just wake up tomorrow going, okay, I'm going to learn Spanish and sound Spanish and native. I would need time. And accent work takes time because it's muscular change. Yes, absolutely. Very, very good point. Last question here, Nick. So kind of going back to the first point about we meet with like executives and VPs, directors. What can you do with your voice to capture someone's attention? Well, funnily enough, I think my answer could be quite similar to the first one in terms of changing your focus so that you're really, really hyper-focused on how you want to emotionally affect somebody. That's what's powerful and that's what's captivating. But in order to do that and in order for your voice to 
be free to emotionally respond in the way that you need it to expressively, your voice has to be prepared. So you need to have a decent warm up. You need to understand a little bit about how your voice works, maybe how it responds under pressure in those slightly heightened environments. You may feel confident presenting, but it's still not a quote unquote natural environment. Like we weren't born with the ability to public speak. <laughs> it's something, it's a learned behavior and it can be really scary. So having a warm up that again helps release tension, helps you feel grounded, settles the breath, gets the vocal folds uh, vibrating nice and easily and also explores the range in the voice, will then make sure that when you go, sod it, I'm not going to think about my voice, I'm going to try and make that CEO feel really excited about what I've achieved this quarter, then your voice will be free to respond. So it's almost like there are three steps. There's the prep, there's the, the, the words, and then there's the effect you want to have. And what you want to do when you get into the room is not have to worry about what your voice is doing. You just want to be able to focus on the message, right? So if you've done the prep and you've done like a wee five minute warm up, it doesn't have to take long, then your voice will be free to, to go where you need it to go and you won't need to worry about it or think about it at all. Yes. Great, great points. Really appreciate you being on the podcast, Nick. For those who want to connect with you and learn more about the, your voice coaching services, what is the best way for them to reach out to you? Probably my website. So if you get my newsletter, it's called The Fold and you can get it on my website, which is nicolaredman.com forward slash newsletter. That's the best way to um, find me, I think. And I'm also on Instagram and things at Nick Red Voice. Awesome. I'll include that in the show notes. Thank you so much again. Thank you.